Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Maureen, your microphone was facing the wrong direction and, and it was side. upside down. And yeah, it was. It was facing the wrong direction and it was upside down. I don't know how... It's only been three years. But I plugged it in. It was plugged in. It wasn't even plugged in correctly, Maureen. Your microphone wasn't plugged in to your computer. Look, what we all know is that microphones have to be... She's disappeared now. I don't even know. She's gone. She's fucked up. She's off. out. Right, OK, this is it. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Well, Maureen, so lovely to have you back after your brief <laughs> vacation, um, holiday, a weekend away, wherever you've been. We're, we're, we're recording something called a podcast. We've been doing it for a while. Welcome to, this is called Women Talking Bollocks, Maureen, and um, right. it's something we do every week. Um, how are you? <laughs> Fine. I'm just obviously busy reading my book, Prisms of My Life. I've been mentioning this every week. <laughs> Maureen has a book available for sale. I have a book out, folks. Have a book out. Please go to free to buy it. We're going to change the cover because Jen isn't a fan of the, I absolutely of the hate amazing the cover. art cover. that She went, why did you do that? I was like, oh. It's like anyways. a... Uh, it's like a, a, a an old O level O level English book. Oh, but... I know. I look at it and I'm like, am I going to get maths homework if I? In fact, in fact, it reminds me of like a physics book I had in, back in the nineties. I'm not into graphic design. Look, the, the content is great. <laughs> yeah. It's the it just anyway. Prisons so, of yes, my I'm life by. Of my life. Sorry, let me just get my glasses out because I can't quite make out who the author is. Because <laughs> somebody chose to use the smallest <laughs> font in the world for their own name in the book. 
prisms of someone's life. I don't know. Someone who... thought I meant prisons of my life. I thought my my life hasn't been that exciting. Um, apart from reading my book, Prisons of My Life, available on Amazon. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh God, boring. It's going to be one long advert. Um, Leanne will be really happy about that. I went to the theatre, guys. I went to the theatre. Oh, did you? Oh, did yes. You? I went to see Patriots. Now this is the second time I've done this. This is a quite beam boring thing. I've, I was going with my mate Steph, who always falls asleep at some point in the play. It's obligatory, and. Um, I said, I really want to see this play. Really want to see it, and she sorts out the tickets. I've done this. This is two times now. She goes, "Um, what's the play about?" And I went, "Don't know. I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> Don't know what the play's about." I did this uh, with um, Best of Enemies, which is about Gore Vidal and William F. Buckley. Anyway, I did it with this one as well. I really want to see this play. She goes, "What's it about?" I said, "Don't know." I don't know. I think it's about Gorbachev. I went, oh, okay. Anyway, it wasn't. Um, It's about Boris Berezovsky, played by Tom Hollander, who's a very good actor. Oh, yeah, I love Tom Hollander. Really good actor. And if you don't know, Berezovsky was once Russia's second richest man. He was worth 1.9 billion. Ugh, gross. Quite a few bob, quite a few bob. And he was one of the most important oligarchs in Russia, a good friend of Boris Yeltsin, and he really knew how to play the system. And then he decided, he actually arranged for a, an unknown deputy mayor from St. Petersburg to become the next president because he wanted to obviously pull the strings. He was going to be his puppet and he was going to pull the strings. But unfortunately for Berezovsky, the unknown uh, deputy mayor from St. Petersburg, Vladimir Putin, um, didn't really agree with this. So once obviously Putin got in power... Uh, Berezovsky thought he could tell him what to do. That didn't happen. So it didn't end up very well for Berezovsky. So it's all about that. Um, I don't think this play is going to be appearing in Moscow very soon, to be honest. And it's it's got uh, Abramov there, um, Roman Abramov and um, Litvinenko. And so it's quite it's quite an interesting uh, it's quite an interesting play. And Will Keane plays Putin. He does a really good job. He actually makes him funny, which is not what you normally think about Putin. No, I mean no, no. But, but I imagine is... they're trying to create some form of entertainment from this play. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, Tom Holland is obviously very, very good. Very good. Well, we've we've had a cultural corner and a be more mooring moment, and we've... like before, the show has only started. just begun. We've only just begun. Well, let's just get the uh, the goat out of the way, and this I think this podcast, uh, and and I'll ask Alison very quickly, uh, and then we'll get this, this podcast is done. We've done it. We've actually. <laughs> Under 10 minutes. We've done it in under 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yes, I've had, as always, a very busy week, but it, um, I went camping with the kids and some friends. It was a friend's 40th, and we all descended on this um, campsite in Sussex. It was very beautiful weather, and the children had a magical time. It was very nice, very lovely. But I was, I'm exhausted, and I got back and then had to go straight out to do a show. Uh, and camping is tiring. It is really tiring. Even when it's not like I did that much, but it's just being outside all day for three days. I was like, very tired. But yeah, the, it was lovely. The children had a lovely time, and so did the adults. And it was glorious weather, and the campsite was beautiful. And Sussex is is turns out Sussex is beautiful in the sunshine, guys. So get out there. <laughs> Out. Turns out, yeah, I know both of you are like this sounds horrendous, and as you know, I'm not a fan of camping, but it was it was really really lovely. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, it was a perfect camping weekend. Uh, Danny's brother went camping as well. Uh, truly, camping sounds like a nightmare to me. Uh, I won't lie, uh, but yeah, you're very I'm brave. You, I could not do it. Uh, motorhome, maybe, maybe I could do. Yeah, I don't know camping. Although you do have the fancy blow-up bed, so that makes a difference, right? The nice big mattress that makes a No, big... they're awful. 
you don't want to blow up bed in camping because what they do is um they keep all the cold so you've got a big gap between you and the ground and then that's just filled with cold air and then you're freezing so you want something lower to the ground i've got an x bed listen i'm not advertising them i'm just saying they're really good and it's more like it's much thinner and uh it's it's uh uh, again, it does feel with air and everything, but it's more like a, it's more like the mattress you'd have at home in terms of how it feels, rather than one of those wibbly wobbly things that feels like you're going to roll off it any minute. Okay. So yeah, and, and then you'll then you'll be warm, because it is even in the summer you will get cold camping definitely in this country. It's well, cold. when the sun mm. goes down, it's it just changes so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I totally get it. I, camping isn't for everyone, and I, I, I'm not entirely sure it's for me, but. The joy that the children get and Chloe get from doing it, I th- sort of live vicariously through that. And um, and like I said, we've got a whole gang of people like friends of ours and we've been doing it for the last, I don't know, seven years. Every year we go together. So I guess I'm numb to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're too tired to care. It is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I, I don't know. It's it's because it's so exhausting. I find it tricky, and particularly when I'm working on top of it, it's not a break. And so it's I'm tired when I arrive, and I'm even more tired when I leave. But on the flip side, uh, I don't know if the weather is nice. There is something quite lovely about being outside, like all day, and just being in the sunshine and absorbing, and being with nature and. You do feel you do get something from that, even 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 when you're resistant to it, as I am. <laughs> you do get a lot from it, and and also in the evening we sit around and have a glass of wine and sit by the fire and chat and just talk crap and stuff. And so, you know, it's there it is it's lovely. I mean, I wouldn't, well, you know, it's whatever. We've done it. We've achieved it. Everyone had a lovely time, and then I went straight back out to work, as is as is the way. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to be positive about it and say there was stuff to enjoy. You know, there was the yin and there was the yang, Alison. You're doing a great I'm job. Trying to, I'm, I'm trying You're to channel you. Job. I'm You're channeling you. You're doing a great you. job. Yeah. 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 I think, Alison, you would like to come down to the campsite for an afternoon. For an afternoon. Sit yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> Sit around. Yeah. Not for a night. <laughs> have some food. Yeah. Have a, a yes. glass of Prosecco. Yep. And then yep. go home. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm into daytime go out activities. I would even so much as be willing to say I'll get there in the morning and I would do a day, but it's just going back to shelter in the evening. Oh, I look, Alison. Indoor plumbing for me oh, every time. Yeah. Don't get me Shower. wrong. Abs- yeah. Oh, look, this you can't, you can't, you cannot beat that. You can't beat it. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. As much as I go technology. on about being with nature, I don't want to be that close to nature. I don't want no. to. No, no, no. Alison, how's your week been? My week has been very good. So I did something. We did something that we probably should have done many years ago. Bear turned three Aww. this week. Oh, your baby baby's boy. three. Is he talking yet? No, still not everyone. But so he's three. And uh, we finally. Got a dog trainer. So oh, we are working. What does that mean? Yeah, so we're working on, uh, he has problems with other dogs, loves people, not so good with other dogs. So we're working on that also. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a big confession. We have never left him alone 
we have never left him alone. Not once. For one minute. If we go out, we get a babysitter. We've never left him alone. And this is leading to some problems three years later. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see the I can see the line that you're drawing from what from A to B there. Daddy said the other day, he goes, It's just some days I feel like you know, it'd be nice for me to be able to leave the house. And I was like, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So for the last two days, guys, we've left Bear alone for 30 minutes. And we're supposed to do this every day now. Every day we have to yeah. leave the house for 30 minutes. So he realizes that we're coming back. Um, so, yeah, that's it. We're dog training. It's uh, But great. Um, a bit I, of I really freedom. Did. A yeah. bit of freedom is good. Yeah. I know you love uh, Bear and he's very important. But you're also helping him to be independent as a yeah. little doggy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Pomeranians I've met in the past, and I've never met Bear, so I can't possibly speak to Bear, um, don't seem to like any dogs other than themselves. <laughs> yeah. That That's just what I've experienced. Is, and I don't know if it's because they're so small and then they see other dogs and they're like, the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah. Get yeah. him away from me. It's a little dog me. syndrome. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they don't, they don't, I don't think they naturally you know, relax around big, you know, dogs. No, so we're working on it. But I mean, that, but I'm sure, look, and even if you can't get that bit right, who cares? Why does your dog have to like other dogs? Fuck them. As long as you can leave him alone for a little bit so that you and Danny can just pop to the shops or like, you know. Well, basically, so Danny can gig. This is, I'm I'm like, you need to get out and gig more. And he's like, well, I guess we need to figure out the dog. I can leave the dog. Yeah. I was like, all right. Also, I suppose you don't want the dog going mad every time. If you walk down the street and there's another dog coming the, the other way, do you? This you is want... the thing, Maury. Yeah, yeah. Because you do, you look like jerk parents. You're like, yeah, I yeah, literally yeah. will be like, don't be a jerk. Be nice to them. And I'm like, mm. Mm. And then I'm the woman talking to my dog on the street. Yeah. Yeah, everybody does that. Though. Isn't that everybody with a dog talks to their Thanks, dog on the guys. street? Yeah, or they come over and they go, oh, they love, they love people. They love children. And then you see them like... Then they have to try and bite. The dog and you're like, well, could you, your dog that loves children, go and love children somewhere not near my children? Is that okay? Um, well, well done, Alison. Thanks. I don't know. That's tricky, isn't it? Having to, having to. What is it? What is it when you're creating? Because you've got to do it with your children as well. Obviously, just not just leave them, um, but you have to give. Um, you have to let them know, like. Because they've got to go to school and places. You've got to set them up for that shit. Otherwise, they yeah. they like have breakdowns when they're five years old. But yeah, well done. Well done. It's tricky. It's tricky this having responsibility. This process has made me realize like being a parent must be, I couldn't, I genuinely, I can't even leave my dog alone for 30 minutes. Like what kind of a hovering parent would I be if I had a child? Dear God. This yeah. is why I can never, I can't do it. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, 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 we're not, it's not that we're like, uh, we're not helicopter parents, but you know we do, we do sort of keep an eye on them. I think we're supposed to do that, though. But yeah, you know. it is, it is good to do that. Yeah. You can go too far the other way. You can, you can go too far the other way, which is it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Um, well, I'm glad that we've all had weeks. Maureen, you have absolutely smashed it in this section. Uh, you've ticked all of the boxes. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we've got to go back to your box and see if you've ticked it again. Um, I don't Besides know why I keep before... talking about your box this early in the <laughs> podcast, but here we go. And ticking it. <laughs> Glad someone is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> I'm 
it's like sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> Well, obviously, with the Be More Morning moment, uh, just me trying to log on to this system. But anyway, um, this is actually something I just did the other day. I, I, I've been looking at because we're in the charts now. We are in the charts, guys. We, we get into the charts. We never used to get in the charts before. I like to keep an eye on the charts. And I saw, I thought, oh, my God, we're at number 22 in the comedy charts in the UK. I mean, that is amazing. Oh, we so all celebrated. Holy shit, that's so amazing. I, um, we all celebrated. We all celebrated, did we? Well, I've got an obligatory WhatsApp. We've all got, a, what, obviously, when we're talking bollocks, we've got an obligatory uh, WhatsApp group. I mean, who doesn't? So I sent it to everybody going, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable, guys. We are number 22 in the charts. And once I sent it, I realised we'd actually gone down 22 places. <laughs> we were number 84. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about that female Maureen moment is that it was a surprise to Maureen as she sent it. But as soon as it arrived, all of us went... No, that's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I was going to do? I was going to post it. Could you imagine if I'd posted it and gone, look, guys, we're number 22. <laughs> well, going, isn't that number 84? <laughs> this woman is struggling to read. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us would have been surprised. I, 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 as Be Memorial moments go... I took that one in my stride. Did you, Alison? I didn't even think of it as a Be More Maureen moment. I just sort of went, no, she's she's not read that right. Well, I mean, it is a Be More Maureen moment, but... Because didn't you write back and go, that's great? I did, I did. I wrote back, that's great. Why? Because I don't really pay attention to details. And I was like, cool. I tend to believe what people tell me. I shouldn't. But I was like, that's amazing. And then you were, everyone else was like, no, that, that's not what happened. And I was like, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it now. Uh, it says it's, it clearly says there's a red arrow going down, and it says <laughs> 22 next to it. Um, so and uh, a hashtag 84, which is where we are in the charts. And uh, I like that you sent that at 11:34. Maureen Younger goes number 22 in the comedy charts. Uh, 11.34 again, Alison, without reading it, has gone, holy shit! Uh, yeah! And then Maureen Runger, 11.35, sorry, uh, so one minute later, okay, I got that wrong, we're down 22 places, <laughs> I think I've got this week's Be More Maureen sorted, and everyone just sort of eye-rolled and carried on with their day. So, so if we could get lots of listeners to go back up 22, that'd be great. Yeah, if you go back up 22. <laughs> I think with this kind of content, it's not going to be long before we're at number 22. <laughs> this is the kind of content that we... It's pushing us up the chart. And can, can, can I just... Well, you know what? The candle, candle, candlegate situation. I knew you were going to bring it up. Did you like Alison, that? I, I, do you want to say what you did, Alison? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So, look, very rarely will I jump. No, that's not true. I jump to everyone's defense. But in this situation, I, I was like, oh, so you'll remember a few weeks ago, we continued talking about how Maureen received a succulent, thought it was a candle, tried to light it on fire. We all know. The other day I was looking through some of my shopping things and there's literally candles that are, they look I, exactly like succulents. This fucking hell. I, this is. I, I found a picture and I was like, holy, I'm not defending Maureen, but what? I am saying. The, we're going to put. See, they, 
We're going to yeah. put it on Instagram. Yeah. This has made me so cross. I know. <laughs> to, to be fair, it, there, it is there, there, is, there is a wick. There is a there wick. There is a wick in those ones. Yeah. You're yeah. not just They're setting all... fire to a, 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 a pot plant. And also, I imagine, I imagine... As you uh, as you pick it up and you touch it, you see that it's wax and that it's made of wax and that it feels like wax, as opposed to picking up a, a flower and going, well, I guess it's a candle. <laughs> so I, I'm sorry, Alison, this, even this doesn't justify whatever okay. the fuck Maureen Younger did a few weeks ago, okay? Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't trying to justify, I just thought it was No, I, I can see what you were doing there, Maureen, um, uh, Alison, and I was cross about it, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> it, it, those succulents... Uh, are candles yes and there are in pots yes fine see yeah not see boring there's no see about it <laughs> there is no see just yeah, but just because pots. they exist doesn't mean that ev- that you should assume that a plant is a candle <laughs> guess what everyone's getting or for christmas just, i mean and also just to say all succulents are in pots love what do you think they just exist outside of a pot? Just float through the air with their, with earth attached to yeah, them. Yeah, but candles go in pots as well, don't they? Candles, not necessarily. Candle, candles don't just... <laughs> no, no. You can put candles in pots, but not all yeah. candles are in pots. Yeah, well, I thought but it was a all, candle. But all plants are in pots. Or they're in the ground. Because they need to be. Okay? All right? <laughs> Look, fine. Uh, Maureen does. Maureen will be setting fire to other plants in the future, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing to. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, maybe we should buy um, Maureen some succulent candles. Uh, well, oh, that would be good. Yeah, because you can then set fire to something. Yeah, I'll be like these. You can burn. Yeah, you can legitimately burn these. Okay, Maureen, thank you for. I'll your... probably try to water them, won't I? <laughs> Knowing you, Maureen, yes, you'd probably try. These succulents succulents have lasted really well and I've only watered them twice. Do you know, uh, this is an extra beam of Maureen. I was doing a play. Like we need another one. Somewhere, I can't remember where it was. Anyway, my dad came and he gave me a bunch of flowers and I I took them and I smelled them. I went, oh, they smell lovely. And he went, they're plastic. (laughs) I I just, I can't. Can you, Alison? I can't do this anymore. I can't it's, do this anymore. It's already been three. It's three and uh, we are and 24 also minutes in. The, the not knowing the difference between wax and plastic and, and flowers and and wood well, they look and really bricks realistic. And, and plastic and flowers and they plants. They look really realistic. Well, they must have more because you sniffed plastic flowers and still didn't know that they were plastic. And they didn't have a smell. I was just being nice. I went, oh, they smell really nice. And they went, they're plastic. Yeah. yeah. Still got them. Busted Funny that. Yeah, probably up there with all the sh- empty... With the full champ- flat bottles of champagne. Look, anyway, thank you, uh, Maureen. We've got to stop now. We could do this all day, as we know. This has to end, okay? Enough. That was Maureen Younger's be my money moment. And uh, I'm relieved to say, uh, I mean, maybe you're happy that you got three in one. I- I'm living. Uh, so let's uh, go to Alison June-Smith. For the love of Christ, Alison, I know you've got a problem. You're helping someone. We want to hear about it. It's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym. Get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Ah, uh, all right. Thank you. Hey, listen. Ah. Uh, 
Thank you, everyone, for continuously writing in. I am so grateful. Please keep sending me your problems. Uh, just a disclaimer off the top. I, I, I think I say this every episode, but I want everyone to know <laughs> I am not a professional therapist. I am not a professional. I have no professional degrees in this. What I like to do, though, is I like to research. I like to help people out because my family is sick of me giving them advice and they tell me to fuck off now. So <laughs> I need to do this to somebody. So thank you, everyone, for writing in and letting me uh, share some some possible solutions with you. So I'm not a therapist. But this week's one particularly, I so fell in love with. And it really, I don't know, it really touches me. So here we go. Um my problem is actually my daughter's problem. She will be nine in July and is joyous, creative, strong, slash stubborn, uh, and a sensitive being. However, she has been experiencing some friendship drama. Normal for that age, but how this has left her feeling is breaking my heart. It must have started with her choosing giving a presentation on blood types. First off, I love that your daughter decided to do a presentation on blood types. Cool. She's into sciences. When I was young, I did a report on mononucleosis because I heard it was called the kissing disease. And I just wanted to start kissing people. So I went in. I did a, <laughs> uh, so I did a research on the mononucleosis, the kissing disease. So well done for your daughter. So she did a presentation on blood types. Uh, her friends have ever since teased her about it, made fun of her, and excluded her from their play. I can totally relate with my daughter because I have never been popular, but there is always at least one friend. She says that no one sees her for who she truly is, and she has been trying to be likable and hiding some of herself. I can relate to that. She also says that she wishes she wasn't alive. Ouch, red flag, question mark. Mm -hmm. I keep reassuring her that we love her and that eventually she will find the people that are hers and she should pursue what she is passionate about rather than be people uh, being a people pleaser. But this is hard, a harder path uh, and I see her struggle with wanting to be with peers. Self-confidence is a pill that is hard for me to swallow. How can she boost her self-confidence? What can I do to support her? Okay, first thing, I just want to say this... Uh, like I said, this one really touched me because, look, as a child, I was very extremely bullied for most of my childhood. I didn't have any friends for a very long time. Um, and so even my mom tells me the story of how I said I always wanted to be a teacher so I could help kids the way that teachers didn't help me when I was in school. So I get you. I feel it. You know, and I'm sure it has something to, be to do with me being a fucking comedian now. So, yeah. you know, I get you. I get you. Uh, first off, I just wanted to say you should be really proud of yourself for having such an open line of communication with your daughter. That is number one. You are doing a great job. The fact that your daughter shares all of this with you and talks to you about it. Well done, because that's the first step, having that open line of communication. They say the best thing in these situations is listen to your child. And then when you're done listening to your child, listen some more. So I just want to say good for you, mom, for, for doing this. Um, you've also, it sounds like you've done a great job in validating how she feels, which is a big thing. Children need to have their feelings heard. They need to know that they can share things and that you hear them. So good job again in validating and, and letting her share. That's really, really important. Keep it in perspective. I think, you know, we have to remind them that every child does go through this, right? Whether, you know, you're popular or not. <clears throat> 
And maybe you can share your own personal encounters, um, which will kind of help your child maybe navigate a bit through this. All right? So that's one other thing you can do, but I think you're doing a great job. Um, Please let her know that friendships will change a lot over the years, especially those between like being a teen and a young adult. Um, And please remind her that a healthy relationship is one with friends that encourage her to pursue her passions and, 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 and be who she is, right? A real friend is going to be like, oh my God, blood types, I'm fat. And that will come. So please let her know that like, this is a small part in one's life. It seems like a lot right now, but like there will be more friendships. Um, I encourage you to be a good role model. By this, I mean, do you have friends? Can she see you hanging out with your friends? Can, can you model, you know, just so she can see the importance of relationships? Because I just don't want her to go really within and, and isolate. So you yourself, can you, can you show her that sort of thing? In regards to your child saying she wasn't alive, is this a red flag? Look, again, I am not a professional therapist, but any time this sort of dialogue comes up, yeah, yeah. I, I would say it is time to find some sort of professional help around you because what you need to do for yourself and for your daughter is to build a support network. My best friend, her child went through this, and so I really chatted with her, and I thought some of the information that she gave me was really good. So you're building a support framework. I also encourage you to talk to the teacher in her classroom because you need to find out is this really happening or is this an idea she has in her head now? Not that I'm saying your daughter doesn't know what's going on, but by communicating with the teacher, sometimes the teacher can help to facilitate that sort of those those sort of moments within the classroom and to give some perspective. Um, I know my my best friend's child at times their behavior was a little like uh uh, isolating. And so the teacher was like, well, you know, there are some things that are happening. So I really think talking to a professional, a counselor, the teacher, involving as many lovely people as you can is really important. Um, look, a child psychologist does a world of good for kids at this point. And I really wish that I would have had someone to talk to. Uh, I myself went into the world of journaling diaries, as we know, as I've read some of my poetry diaries here. I believe I read it on the Patreon. Patreons, get your hands on that. Some really great stuff. But like diaries were a good thing for me. I wish I had had someone to talk to to help me navigate my my journey through that a bit more. Um, Finding things that your child is interested in, I think, will change everything. Friendships don't have to just come from school. Friendships, I mean, look, if she's a sciencey person of blood, are there science camps? Are there uh, things outside of the school? Are there groups that you can enroll them in? When you show them that there's more people in the world and that there's a possibility for friendships out there, I think that does a world of good for your child as well. Praise them in all they do. Right, The fact that she wanted to do a research on blood types, awesome. How smart is she? That's so brilliant. You know, she's not just doing it on like whatever cartoon is every kid's favorite. And let her know that the more unique and the more she does these things, that's what makes you a cooler person. Cool, that's such a lame word. But that's what makes you a a really interesting person later on and that's what's going to make people drawn to her is her being her own independent person so praise her for all the choices that she's making right now um 
again, I wish I wish I had known some of this stuff when I was 13. I think my parents, we, they weren't educated in regards to this sort of stuff when I was growing up. So just know that there's a lot of uh, support out there for you. I would 100% though involve some other professionals for you and your daughter so you both have some support. That is all the advice that I can kind of give at this point. Um, but again, professionals, professionals out there, seek their help. Um, but you're doing a great job, mom. That's my advice. Alison, thank you very much. Um, that's a really um, heartbreaking, isn't mm -hmm. it, to hear any kid struggling like that. And I think it's, sadly, it's quite normal, uh, you know. Yeah. I think you've got three women here on this podcast. All of us were bullied at various mm -hmm. points in our lives, uh, particularly at school. I was bullied relentlessly for the entire time I was at secondary school, and it was yeah. made my life absolutely miserable. Um, but I think, you know, we live in a time now where we understand how important communication is. And I think, you know, your daughter's young, she's nine and she's, she's just at the beginning. So it's, it's, it's really hard when you're young because you think everything is the be all and end all. And you've got no idea that everything changes all of the time and nothing stays the same. Even those popular girls won't be popular forever, you yeah. know, and, you know, it's about if, if, if you can... Uh, get access to a child psychologist or if you can speak to your GP and maybe, I mean, I don't know what the chances are of getting it on the NHS, then then do. Uh, if if you speak to the GP, they will put you in, they will recommend you talk to talk therapies or something. I mean, in our day, you were just told to ignore the bullies and then they would stop, which it doesn't happen. They don't stop. They just carry on bullying you. Yeah. Um. So at least there's more help now. Yeah. So obviously, when you're a kid and you're at school, that is large part of your life isn't it if you've got to that go there every life, day like yeah yeah I think I think also with the the talk therapy I don't I mean I think that's something they'd recommend to adults but I think if you're nine yeah, you they, need, they, but if it's a kid they'll recommend something you'll else, need yeah. to see yeah. someone who's a specialist and I don't know if you can get that on the NHS at the moment because it's so counselors strange. in the school though there's got to be schools know. are really under I mean we're just living at a time where everything is on its knees you know and schools yeah. don't have the uh, same support that they used to have in terms of having additional um, counselors and stuff and I think a lot of schools barely can pay their teachers so I think wherever possible um, access what is free and if you can afford it if there's any way that you can afford it then I you know sadly it might be worth looking at going to see a private somebody private to counsel your daughter for a short period of time but definitely get the school involved you must yeah. that's so yeah. important because if they're not aware of what's going on, they can't. They're, they're spending more time with your daughter than you are, so then they can monitor what's happening. And Alison's right. Sometimes children see part of the story, but they, they, they don't see all of it, you know, so they don't see that there's another group of kids that love playing with her and really would love her to be included. Yeah. But she's so fixated on this group of girls that she's forgotten that there's another whole section of the school of her class that would be up for hanging out. I don't know. But... Um, Good advice, Alison. And also, you know, it's so hard to tell a nine-year-old, but it, you know, it gets better. It always gets better. Get yeah. get out. As soon as I got out of school, I was like, oh, things are so much better now. And that in I've 20 done. years' time, she'll be a stand-up comic. And she'll be a stand-up comedian <laughs> and she'll have her own podcast. And <laughs> you can let, you can, for what it's worth, and it will be worth nothing to a nine-year-old, but you can tell her that she's got three middle-aged women and we've got her back. Yeah. <laughs> We'll come She's out. got three we'll friends here. She's yeah. got three. 
We'll she's got four. Up. Alex, Alex is her friend too. We always leave our producer Alex. At, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Alex is not a middle-aged woman, to be fair. To be fair. This is true. Alex is not a middle-aged well, he's woman. He's channeling it a fair bit. A lot he's learning a lot yeah, about he's, it. He's, <laughs> he's really picked up some of the vibes, and I appreciate that. Um, Alison, thank you very much for your uh, advices and um, to our uh, advisory. I hope that has helped. And do let us know how your daughter gets on. Yeah. Because uh, we'd love to hear how she's doing. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> OK, what's, what's going on? What's on the telly? What's on your brain? What's on your mind, people? Oh, I watched The Night Agent. I loved it. It's on Netflix. I loved it. Along with Daisy Jones, it's one of the favourite things I've watched recently. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, Gabriel Basso plays FBI agent Peter Sutherland, who kind of foils a terrorist attack on the Metro, but then is accused uh, as being one of the attackers by conspiracy theorists. And he's already under a cloud because his dad, who was also FBI, was accused of being a traitor uh, and then he died, so they, they don't know whether he was a traitor or not, so he never got to trial. And then, so he's then given the job by Diane Farr, who's the uh, chief of staff to the president, of working on the night desk, which is this uh, night action desk, which is a room in the White House. There's a phone. It's always got to be manned. And that phone is only rang, uh, people only ring that phone in an extreme emergency. So it never rings. And then, of course, one night, 
it rings. And on the other end is this uh, a woman called Rose, played by Lucian Buchanan. And it's a re honestly, it's so good. Um, she, she's, she's, her life is under threat. I won't say why, because it'll spoil the first episode. And um, anyway, it's about these two um, trying to figure out what happened. And there's everybody's a you never know who to trust. And it's honestly, it's so brilliant. Um, Hong Chow plays Diane Fowl. She's great. Phoenix Rae as Dale. I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, the action scenes are out of the world. I mean, there's so much action, but it's really believable. It's not like The Grey Man. You know where Ryan Gosling's kind of... Uh, handcuffed to I think a bench or something and then oh, so there's about bad, 14 40 grey man with there's like 14 uh assassins with machine guns and they all miss him it's really this is honestly the fight scenes are brilliant in this the it's brilliant direction it's some of the best action scenes I've ever seen the two leads um Brasso and Buchanan are really likable their characters are really nice there's a great chemistry between them um it's really well written at end of every episode Something happens, you go, oh, I didn't see that coming, which is brilliant because, of course, obviously, obviously you want to re watch the next episode. And there's going to be a second series, which I'm not surprised. It was really, honestly, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Well, Christ, Maureen, that is resounding. She I, is I feel like you might that. be being sponsored by the production company. <laughs> Uh, for the night agent, which you can get on um, Netflix. Netflix, there's ten episodes for you to to smash through. As you know, Maureen watched that in one night. Um, no, I was good. I I I did pace myself. Oh, but apart from the last couple of episodes when I did, I, I was having insomnia and I was like, I sod it, and I watched the last two or three episodes all in one go. Well, they're only forty five minutes per ep, so um, yeah, great. Okay, well that's 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 Honestly, a resounding the, recommendation. The two leads are fantastic. So there you go, folks. Tune into The Nice Agent on Netflix. Uh, and, you know, we've already had Daisy Jones and The Six, and that was a classic re recommendation for Maureen, which everybody enjoyed. So get on to that. Um, I am going to be... I'm going back into the dark world of the apocalypse to Alison. So yes. two weeks in a row I've gone... I'm, I'm really treading on your toes. And I'm going to talk about two very different apocalyptic shows. Uh, the first is, is, is a gentle one. And um, it's probably one that kids can watch, actually. And it's, um, it's, not, it's not gory. It's not particularly scary at all. But it has got the apocalypse in the background. And that is Sweet Tooth, which I think was released. The first series was released... Oh, I'm accidentally playing it on my phone. Stop doing that. Can you hear that? Go away, Netflix. Um, I was trying to look at the information of the show. Be more Jen. And, Be more Jen. Um, and then it just switched itself on. Um, so, yeah, so Sweet Tooth, uh, I think the original series, uh, the first series came out in uh, 2021. And it's about a young... So basically, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a virus. And this virus is, is killing just killing everybody people are dying from this virus but at the same time that this virus arrives and we don't know where it's come from or how it started or, or why it's appeared all we know is that people are dying at the exact same time women who are pregnant are giving birth to hybrids so part humans part animals and people are like what the f is going on and the people are conflating the fact that this virus has happened and these hybrids have arrived, that it's the, that it's the hybrids' fault. So these young children who are half this, half that. Anyway, the story comes from this young boy who is uh, half boy, half deer. 
and he uh, survives up until the age of like nine or ten living with his father in the woods away from the world just uh, off completely off grid obviously whilst the world is falling apart and just trying to keep this boy safe um, because if he's found he will be killed and then the backdrop of that and then on the other side of that we've got a doctor who has a wife who has this virus and he's been keeping her alive with this medicine that he's been getting from this doctor that he later finds out is the only reason this medicine exists is because these young hybrid children and babies are being killed and sacrificed and experimented on in order to create this drug so now he's in a situation where this doctor has has handed it over to him and said I've got all this information this is how you can keep your wife alive but at the same time he's like I don't want to hurt anybody that's not why I became a doctor I don't want to do that and then at the other at the, at the, then um, this young boy is going on a mission to find his mum and on the way to finding his mum he meets a gruff uh, guy a big sort of burly ex-American football player who becomes his companion to help him go on this journey to find what he, what he hopes will be is, is his mum and then it's about that journey so that's the backdrop and so it's it's a it's quite um it yes it's it's got the apocalypse in the background of course it has it's got all of that going on but it's not if, if that's not your if you know if you if you don't like gore and that there's no there is no gore there's not there's nothing and the fighting is very much what you would get in any kind of like cop program it's like a bah, you know punching bang bang but there's no like no one's guts are coming out or anything um so yeah, I and I really liked it. It's quite it's quite um it's quite slow moving in pl in places and and it's quite it's quite a lovely series. I'm nearly the end of the first series and then the second series has just dropped on Netflix this year. So um I recommend that actually. I've really enjoyed it and the young lad who plays the half boy half deer, he's really good in it. Um and yeah, you know, I guess it's about I guess, you know, if you you could easily make parallels to what it, it's a difference, isn't it? And how anyone that is different is blamed for everything, you know, and it's their fault. And we all do it, don't we? It's like, oh, it's it's the fault of brown people or it's the fault of refugees or it's the fault of, you know. So it's, it's kind of got those sorts of parallels. I can recommend it. I have enjoyed it. Even Chloe enjoyed it. And she is not into that sort of vibe at all. Although I did. Did she stop? Was she still on her computer? Or did she take it, put a computer down? She was watching it. She watched it all. Wow. Yeah, she watched it with me. Uh, and I am watching alone. And I'm sure you've seen this. And it is absolutely fucking brilliant. Zombie series, South Korean zombie series on Netflix. All of us are dead. And it is in insane insane so the zombie i can't i don't even i don't i don't even want to tell you anything about it suffice to say this thing happens right and i'm not going to say how it happens or why it happens i'm just going to tell you that there's a load of children who are being infected by this virus or by whatever it is that turns you into a zombie and it's about these kids trapped in this school with all of their peers around them who are trying to kill them and they're trapped in this school have you seen it yeah Al yeah oh Alison how good is it it is so good all of a sudden I started to I just looked at it I was like oh yeah and I remember the scenes of them being in the school and being trapped and trying to run away and trying to hide it is action-packed oh my god it's just Non-stop action. Yeah. 
edge yeah. of your seat stuff and all of the things you go oh i hope they survive well don't hope too much <laughs> all your favorites are gonna go yeah. um it's brilliant um and i yeah i can just highly recommend that as well so very different on both ends of the spectrum because um the that that particular show all of all of us are dead is very very gruesome very yeah. gruesome oh yeah uh, but um sweet tooth not gruesome at all so you've got two shows to pick from one on either end of the spectrum uh for my epoch for all of my apocalypse needs okay Alison what about you what's going on I in the horror I love it universe? I love those okay uh well, some may argue this is not a horror, but I totally 100% believe it is a horror. I think I may have mentioned it before, but it just so suits the problem of of this kids. I am choosing the movie Heathers for oh, my yeah. recommendation for this week because... I haven't seen that film in years. Oh, my God. When you watch it, you will be amazed because people are like, is it a horror? It's all about teen suicide. It's all about, like, uh, kids, different groups. Um, so at Westerberg High, where cliques rule... Jocks dominate, and all the popular girls are named Heather. It's going to take a Veronica and a mysterious new kid to give teen angst a body count. And the cast on this, if you've never seen it, I mean, where have you been? The original cast on this, but Christian Slater is the new kid in the school, the angsty. He literally does a Jack Nicholson impersonation this whole whole time. The whole time. The whole time he is being Jack. But I loved it. Uh, Winona Ryder is Veronica. She is the the savior of it all. She is the girl who breaks away from the Heathers. Shannon Doherty. Do you guys know who she is? Oh, yeah, yeah. From uh, 90210. 90210. She is one of the Heathers. She's uh, such a bitch in it. Oh, she's such a bitch. The main Heather is a girl this. named Kim it's, Walker. I saw it in the cinema. I remember seeing it in the cinema. It's great. It's, it's really good. It's such a good... I mean, it deals with, with teenage angst and, like, the idea of cliques and popularity and the... So well. And it was always my movie when I was sick growing up. I'd be like, Dad, will you go get me salt and vinegar chips and rent Heather's for me? Heather's was like a movie that I lived by because, like I said, I was a lonely kid who got picked on. So Heather's was awesome for me because I was like, yeah, those popular girls get it in the end. But it's a really good movie. Uh, And again, some may not say it's a horror, but... I think it's dark enough that it's, it's horror dark. comedy. It's yeah, definitely it's dark. horror comedy. It's quite it's cathartic. So good. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, Heather's is is the movie I'm recommending this week. I'm telling you, if you've never seen it, have you ever watched the original Heather's, Maureen? Have you seen? Never seen it. No. I don't. I, I, would... don't, I don't know if you. I don't know if it's your thing. Though. I don't know. You know what? It's really funny because I was at the neighbors once and they made me watch Mean Girl. I was like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. Oh, that's great. I did not want to see it, and I was like, it's going to be absolute rubbish. And it was absolutely. That's brilliant. Tina Fey, isn't it? She wrote that. Oh, did she write it? Because mm. she's in it, isn't she? Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. That's well, a Tina Fey you, script for you. That makes me happy. If you enjoyed Mean Girls, I think. You might enjoy Heathers. Heathers. I, especially because it's been made into, you know, theatre. Like, it's it's lived a life now. I think out of all the horror that you've you've recommended, that's probably the most likely one I would watch, to be hey! fair. Yeah, and, and and also it's not... It's, there's it's, no gore. Oh, God, no, 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 no. no there's no gore. But it, I mean, it's dark. It's because the subject matter is it's dark. It's dark. But yeah. I remember watching it, and because and, and, I was never very cool. I don't know if you can imagine, guys. You, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? Given how cool I am. Um, 
no, but when you're when you're watching it as an as a young person, as an adolescent, and you and you're and you are acutely aware of the fact that you're not cool, it's it's just and you're a bit of an outsider and you don't quite fit in and whatever it is. I just found those sorts of films really cathartic and I really yeah. enjoyed them because it's like, oh, I'm not the only, you know, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes you realize there's losers everywhere and you'll find your losers and then you'll have your, your pack. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And turns out losers aren't losers. Actually, they, no. the other guys are dicks. Alison, thank you very much for your recommendation. Um, uh, and I think actually maybe Maureen would enjoy that. I don't know where you'd watch it. Google it. We'll see. It'll be on. It'll be one of the. It'll probably be streamed at some point. Yeah. I yeah. Do you know what? It probably is. Have a little look. Amazon will do it for you. Um, great. Well, that's what we've been watching on with our televisual eyes. But it's time to go back to Maureen Younger with her corner that has been cultured. It's probably got a pot plant in it. She set it on fire. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> well, as I went to see Patriots this week, I thought I'd, I'd do a Russian theme, so Soviet literature. There you go. I mean, can, could we get any more niche? No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we could get more niche. Don't you worry. That's next week. No, Soviet literature. Because um, when, the, when the revolution happened, the arts... It, there was like a real, um, it was very avant-garde. There was a lot of artists doing very amazing things, very different things, really forward-looking. And then Stalin came to power and that, all that kind of changed. Um, and uh, quite a few of the uh, leading art, artists were were, were were killed or they, yeah. So, but these are some of the books. Obviously, Soviet literature is quite a big thing. These are just some of the books, some of my favourites. So uh, one of the first is And Quiet Flows the Don. Tihi Don, as they say in Russian, and it's a uh, it's considered one of the most important novels uh, in Russian literature in the 20th century, and it depicts the lives of the and struggles of the Don Cossacks during the First World War, the Russian Revolution, and the Russian Civil War. And uh, it's written by Sholokov, Mikhail Sholokov, and it was ordered, he was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature. The Cossacks are a very specific people and got a very specific reputation in 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 Russia, and it's a it's a quite big book, but it's a real and there's a, an image from that book. I read it in the eighties and I still remember it. Um, so that's a really good book to read. Uh, Envy Zavista, this is in Russian, is a satirical novel by Yuri Ilyesha, and it was first published in nineteen twenty seven. And it's about a young man, Nikolai Kavalerov, who refuses to accept communist values. And he's very envious of his benefactor, Andrei Babichev, who's a model Soviet citizen who manages a successful sausage factory. And it's basically the theme, really, of envy is the fate of the intelligentsia in post-revolutionary Russia and the clash between the two. And it's, it's very surreal. So um, that actually appeared in Russia in a literary magazine, Krasnaya Nov, in 1927. One that you may have heard of is Dr. Shivago. Yes. By that's... Boris Pasternak. Yeah. Pasternak means turnip in Russian, if I remember rightly. Um, <laughs> really? By Boris Turnip. Oh, that doesn't sound quite so romantic, does it? Um, I think that's right. I can't remember. My Russian's a bit, bit stale at the moment. So it was first published in 1957. And it's uh, it's Dr. Shivago is obviously, a, he's a physician and a poet, and it takes place between the Russian Revolution of 1905 and the World War Two, And it wasn't published in the USSR. Um, it was actually published abroad. Uh, that happened to quite a bit of Russian Soviet literature. And Pastek was also <clears throat> awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. 
And obviously it was made into a very famous film by David Lean in 1965. Have you seen it? It's a very good film with um, Omar Sharif I, I, and Julie Christie. It's a very long film. It's a very long film. And I, I, they used, it used to be on TV quite a bit. Well, over the years it was on telly quite yeah. a bit, wasn't it? But I don't think I ever... I think I think I, when I was I was quite young and I don't think I really uh, got it what was going on. Yeah, I mean, Pestnut was a great poet as well. He's and he also translated a lot of Shakespeare. Shakespeare's very hard, you know, poetry is very hard to translate. And um, because he was a poet, you know, the, if the richer the language, the more poetic the language, the harder it is to translate. And he translated apparently Shakespeare a lot, and he was a poet, so apparently his translations are amazing. If you want to read Shakespeare in Russian for, for whatever reason, <laughs> probably not. I. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. No? I, no, maybe not. You might maybe skip not. that one. I might skip Another that one, one. Uh, which I read recently and I didn't like it as much as I did when I was in my 20s, which is We, Me in, in Russian by uh, Yevgeny Samyatin, written in the early 1920s. It was first published as an English translation in 1924 and it wasn't published in Russian until 1952. And it describes a world of, uh, of a, like a, it's a dystopian novel about a totalitarian state. I don't know where he got that idea from. And it influenced the emergence of dystopian literature uh, like George Orwell and Adlis Huxley's Brave New World. And um, George Orwell said it that influenced Adlis Huxley's uh, Brave New World. Huxley denied this. Um, and it's, it's, quite a, it's quite a depressing read, but it's considered to be the grandfather of the future, of the you know this futuristic dystopian novel, which has gone on and on throughout the years. And it wasn't published in the Soviet Union until 1988. Okay. Yeah. And of course, probably one of the most famous books, and it's very short, so if you want to read something short in Soviet literature, One Day in the Life of Ivan uh, Denisovich, Sadim Dien Ivana Denisovich, and it's a um, short novel by Solzhenitsyn, who was a very famous writer in the Soviet Union. It was published in, in, in Russia in the Novi Mir, which was a literary magazine in Russia, and the story is set in a Soviet labour camp gulag, in the early 1950s and features a day of a prisoner, features one day in the life of a prisoner, Ivan Denisovich Sukhov, Shukhov, sorry. And um, when you get to the end of the novel, you're like, oh my God, that was just one day. Because it's just horrific what he has to go through. And Solzhenitsyn, he, like a lot of Russian prisoners, like all Russian prisoners, more or less, that were kidnapped by the Nazis and had managed to survive Nazi captivity, which was quite difficult because the Russians were treated really badly. Um, uh, Stalin didn't trust them. He thought they were spies or they betrayed the country. And he put all these soldiers, he sent them to the gulags. So after surviving Nazi oh, God. imprisonment, they ended up being sent to the gulags, um, which is not a nice place to go. Um, what, so he was talking about his own life. Yeah. Oh. Stalin just didn't trust them because he'd been in the West. And it was an extraordinary event in Soviet history This because it never before had they uh, had a book depicted, you know, st Stalinist repression. That, you know, that had never happened before in the Soviet Union. But by uh, 74, uh, sorry, in 73, he, pu he published the Gulag Archipelago, and that was too much, and he was kicked out of uh, the Soviet Union. And as, was that book uh, then um, uh, pulled or banned from the country? I think, yeah, probably banned. He, he was kicked out. He lost his citizenship, and then he went to West Germany. He did go back afterwards, um, I think, when things kind of lightened up. But he was like one of the most well-known dissidents. Wow. You know, because, and he was very, he was very celebrated in the West because it was kind of, 
you know, this fact that he'd written this story and that, you know, people just never... I think it's like people knew about it, people never mentioned it in public, you know. Uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's just wild, isn't it? And now with Putin wanting to go back to that former Soviet Yeah, but I think, and, I think what and... people forget is that, you know, like in the 90s, I mean, it's still a gangster state, but it was a completely gangster state. And, this, you know, under the Soviet Union, there was no inflation. Everyone had jobs. You know, most people don't really care about intellectual freedom. Do you know what I mean? It was like everyone had a job. It could be a boring job. Like, I, 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 I was in the Soviet Union. I studied in the Soviet Union. And so you'd have people, their job was to watch people going up the escalator in the, or up and down the escalator in the metro. That was a job because everyone had to have a job, you know. You'd have always a, a, a woman on, the, on, on every floor in the hotel opposite the lifts would just be sitting there with the samovar behind her, you know, and she'd, she'd just be looking after that floor. So everyone had jobs, every, you know, um, it was a gangster state, but you kind of knew, you kind of knew how the system worked. And in the nineties, it was just the wild west, you know? And so Putin came in and kind of, um, he became the main gangster, you know? And it kind of, I think a lot of people, also Russia's never had a democracy really. They've always, you know, they admire strong men. They admire Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> you know, you know, um, a lot of people still admire Stalin, even though he killed millions and millions and millions. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's that thing about it. You know, it's um, they you know, they just want. I think because everything just went went awry. You know, you had lots of um, old women, lots of babushkas who lived in central Moscow. who suddenly had accidents because they had all flats in central Moscow and their flats got taken over. You know, and people, all their money became worthless. They couldn't afford their own funerals. You know, I mean, you know, there was if you control the state, you can control inflation. You know, money just went skyrocketing. And, you know, in the 90s, very few, a few people got really, really rich at the expense of the majority of the Russian population. Yeah. A lot of Russian population are living in terrible conditions, you know. Yes. I mean, that's true. But, um, uh, you know, those very rich people were, were there during the Soviet Union as well. There's always very rich people when there's very poor people. Mm. Um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the idea of that sort of autocratic communism, all communism is autocratic, but um, means that you can control uh, everything. Yeah. Um, and also so, the Soviet Union was a big power, whereas, you know, in the 90s, Russia kind of, I mean, it's kind of lost its footing in a bit. So I think a lot of people are, you know, it's that's what that thing is about, patriotism. I mean, Berezovsky said he was a great patriot, but actually he stole a lot of the resources. You know, he made his money from basically fleecing the country. Well, you've got to say that if you have more money than everybody else in well, the if you're whole... 1.9 billion. In the whole country, you're probably not... That's probably not beneficial to the country. I mean, very good for you. But if you're ring-fencing all of those resources and all of that money for yourself, mm. then I, I would say that you're probably not a patriot. <laughs> I'd say you're probably a bit of a wanker. Um, Maureen, thank you for your recommendations. They were intense. And um, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think there's a lot to, there's a lot to be, um, to be learnt from Soviet history and, and to go back and read those books. And uh, I, I don't think a lot of us know a great deal about Russian history or Soviet history, I should say, that is now Russian history. So yeah, great. Thank you very much for that recommendation. Um, all, I mean, all of those books are available, aren't they? They're, they're oh, yes, so they are. It's not like, they are all just, available and they are in English. Just to be don't clear, have to read them in you Russian. don't have to read them in Russian. I feel like we do need to make that clear. Oh, I should put out Martin Margarita by Bogarkov, which obviously I've already mentioned in a previous Cultural Corner, which is considered like 
probably the greatest Russia, Soviet novel. Anyway, go go ahead and read it. I thought you were going to bring up. I don't know. I thought you were going to talk about. I don't know. Gorky. Yeah, or I've never know. read any Gorky, which I should or have done. Dostoevsky or something. I don't know. No, but he's not Soviet though. Oh, isn't he? What is he then? He's Russian. He's Russian. It's pre-Soviet, wasn't it? Pre-Soviet, yeah, that's yeah. 19th century. Same as Tolstoy. Okay, don't ask me. I don't know anything about Russian history. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rory Young, for your cultural corner. Great. Well, listen, uh, I learned a lot uh, throughout that. I knew nothing about Soviet history at all, so I've just learned a lot. I feel we've learned a lot this whole episode, but we're done with learning. We just want to vent now, so I want to know, Jen, what the hell's getting your goat this week? <laughs> Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) Um, I just can't bear to talk to... I just don't... I don't understand builders. I don't understand people that you... I just don't get these fucking people. Um, We've now had our third rent person that we booked in to render our house that has just now ghosted us we've been trying to get our house rendered for two years and uh, we book people in they say they're going to do it and then they just never do it they just don't turn up they never contact us we never hear from them again it's this is now got to the point where we're like what is going on it's the third one and Chloe's like I just you know I, I don't think he's going to come because I can't get hold of him. And I was like, well, have you phoned him? She was like, I've phoned him, I've emailed him, I've texted him, I've I've messaged him, and he just doesn't get back to us. And I, I was like, because you have to have it done, sort of spring or autumn or... Hmm. Not, ideally, not even in the summer because it, it gets a bit too hot, so then the render cracks. So ideally, you wanted it. So it was supposed to happen in the spring. It's not happening. Now it's supposed to happen in the autumn. He's ghosting us. We don't think it's going to happen because we've got to get it, the state booked in. He was like, yeah, 100% can happen. And now we haven't heard from him from like two months. We're like, I just don't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I don't understand how people get work done in Brighton. I don't understand how you do it. We've been through, we've had like maybe 12 quotes. Uh, Every time you get 12 quotes, nine of them never, if you ever contact them, go, yes, we'd love you to do it. They never get back to you. You never hear from them. Then the three that say yes are always the three you're like, oh, fuck, I don't even want you to do it, but okay, fine. They never turn up. 
And then nobody, and nothing ever gets done. It's just, I don't understand. If there's anyone listening to this and you live in Brighton and you have somebody that has rendered your home and that you trust, could you let me know? Because I just don't know how anyone gets anything done. I stop people who are having their house rendered and I say to them, could I get their telephone number? And I take the telephone number and we phone them. And they never get back to us. I said, Chloe, I don't know, something's happening. about Something's happening with your phone number because... They've got they they they've got a number on us for sure. That's what's getting my goat. It's just it's just the admin of trying to get somebody just to do something that that needs to be done. It's it's just torture. I think it's the zombies. Okay, fine, fine then. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's got to be frustrating. Look, I think. Getting builders and getting all that stuff down. It is harder than ever because everyone's having shit done now. So, Jen, I'm sorry. What a pain well, in the ass. Shortage of workers. That's not your friend. You're, you've got a friend who does um, building work, haven't you? Have I? He gave, Who's that? He gave me a lift after your mother's funeral. No, he's, he's not a, a builder. He's not oh, a builder. Oh, he's not a builder. No, 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 uh, no. He does sort of like, you know. Odd job stuff. He's, he's not a rend- uh, he's not a renderer. No, uh, I need somebody who actually knows how to plaster. I, I don't want someone who's like, oh, I'll give it a go. It's like that's the outside <laughs> of my house. Uh, I don't want anyone giving it a go. I want you to be very much know what you're doing. Um, and also, we've got um, the, the the last time we had to, to have it done, um, the renderer uh, at the last minute said that he hadn't booked the scaffolding. Uh, and we were like, okay, but I feel like we need scaffolding to do the job. He went, oh, you know, you've got to put the scaffolding. I was like, we were like, uh, right, okay, but shouldn't you give us some notice about that? He goes, well, I could come on Tuesday. And we were like, okay, try and get the scaffold off for Tuesday. Of course, we had 48 hours, so we couldn't get the scaffold off. He went, oh, guess I can't do it, but I'll do it in the uh. autumn. And we were like, oh, my God, I want to kill you. Of, of course, if you're rendering the house, you've got, we need scaffolding. I just thought that you booked the scaffolding because you told us, you gave us a quote for the scaffolding. So we thought it was included in the rendering. And now you're telling us, oh, no, no, that was just to let you know how much I think it will cost. It's like, well, then don't include it in the quote if it's all up. If we're not paying you for it, you absolute bell. Oh, God. So that's what's getting my go. Is, um, and now it's we won't get it. There's no way we'll get anyone by autumn. And now we'll have to wait till next year. It's just, and and that'll be year... Oh, might might actually be year four. Wow, <laughs> great! Wow. A shortage, yeah. a shortage four of years laborers. of trying to get our house fucking rendered. I, there I we go. Fun times. I I can't believe there's a shortage of laborers in the UK right now. Isn't that weird? I wonder why that is, Alison. I don't understand. We'll never know, I guess. We'll ah, never it's know. Yeah. It's a it's a mystery. There should be loads of British laborers that are. Who want the work, these British labourers for Britain and Brit Britain. Well, British, I was Britain. lucky because I couldn't, my my shower wasn't working. I couldn't get a shower, I couldn't have a bath. Well, it was just, it was dribbling out. And I got my dad to fix it and it cost me a cup of tea and four biscuits. Does your dad yes. do scaffolding? Does he? No, he doesn't do scaffolding, no. unfortunately. Okay. That's a shame. Okay. Sorry. Good. Well, well, uh, great. Good chat. We've done it. <laughs> Just going back to read my book, guys. Just going back to read my book. Oh, my God. The last Pri- plug. Prisons of her life. Women talking bollocks. 
If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did.